0: Good morning, Alex and friends. I'm Grace. Today is Wednesday, October 25th, 2023, and you're listening to Alex's News. First up, a quick weather update. We're in for a mild day here in Riverside, with highs peaking just shy of 70 degrees and lows around 62. In national news today, we'll delve into the ongoing power struggle within the House of Representatives, where Republicans are grappling with internal conflict, leaving the speaker's seat vacant for the 22nd day. Then, we turn our attention to the march of technology as artificial intelligence continues to revolutionize healthcare, from diagnosing eye diseases to transforming cancer care. And finally, on our radar, while El Paso sees a welcome decline in RSV cases, the limited supply of a new vaccine is raising concerns for the health of local infants. Tune in for these stories and more on Alex's news. We're taking a closer look now at the apparent chaos in the House of Representatives as it enters into its 22nd day without a speaker. This situation started with Republican Tom Emmer deciding to drop his bid for the post. For more on this, Ethan is here with us. Ethan, could you bring us up to speed on what's happening?
1: Good morning, Grace. Yes, the situation in the House of Representatives continues to be in flux. After securing the GOP nomination for speaker, Representative Tom Emmer of Minnesota withdrew. Emmer's decision was largely influenced by objections from former President Donald Trump and conservative House members who didn't back his nomination.
0: Ethan, you mentioned a couple of key elements there. Could we delve a little deeper into those?
1: Absolutely. Emmer isn't the first Republican candidate for Speaker to be unsuccessful. He follows two previous candidates whose attempts also fell short, complicating the GOP's attempts to find a new leader. According to WHYY, this situation is making it difficult for the Republicans to address pressing matters. Without a unified leadership, the party struggles to carry out routine business. And what are the implications of this situation? Well, Grace, the longer-term implications could be substantial. Think of essential tasks such as avoiding a government shutdown, for example, or passing funding for crucial programs. These tasks require a united front, which is currently lacking.
0: There's been talk about Representative Mike Johnson of Louisiana being a potential candidate. What does that mean for the GOP?
1: Yes, you're right. The Blade reports that Mike Johnson is now being considered as the newest GOP nominee for House Speaker. He got the second-highest number of votes in the nomination process. If chosen, Johnson may be able to bring some order to the party amidst the ongoing infighting.
0: It's clearly a tense time for the GOP, but outside of their party, we have Texas Governor Greg Abbott pushing for a specific bill. Can you provide some insight into that?
1: Governor Abbott is indeed advocating for SB1. This is a school choice bill that, if passed, will put $500 million towards education savings accounts. These accounts would financially assist families moving their children from public to private schools. Governor Abbott's push for the bill is occurring parallel to the turmoil with the GOP. The bill has already passed the Texas Senate and is now waiting for approval from the House.
0: So, it's certainly a circumstance that's evolving on multiple fronts. Thanks for that detailed analysis, Ethan.
1: Always ready to help, Grace. It's important to remember that all this information comes from multiple sources including WHYY, The Blade, PBS NewsHour, and Fortune. As the story continues to unfold, we'll certainly keep everyone updated.
0: A story to watch for sure. Thanks, Ethan. Today, we delve deeper into the exponential potential of artificial intelligence, or AI, across various branches of healthcare. Our reporter, Chloe, has been examining the topic extensively. Let's bring her in. Chloe, let's first address AI's implications on cardiovascular care. What do we know so far?
2: Thanks, Grace. Yes, the University of Miami's comprehensive review points out the potential AI holds in cardiovascular care. We're seeing a rise in the use of a technique called ai which stands for AI, computational simulations, and extended reality, to predict heart attacks with impressive accuracy. But of course, as with all new technology, there are challenges like ensuring data privacy and addressing ethical implications.
0: Could you explain briefly what we mean by extended reality and ICER for our audience?
2: Absolutely. So, extended reality is essentially an umbrella term that encompasses virtual reality, VR, augmented reality, AR, and mixed reality, MISTER. When combined with AI and computational simulations, this system, ai can create complex models of cardiovascular systems, which can greatly aid in diagnosis and treatment planning in cardiovascular care.
0: Fascinating indeed. Now what about the use of AI in diagnosing eye diseases?
2: The British Medical Journal recently published an article regarding this. Here, AI algorithms analyze retinal images and can detect various eye conditions like diabetic retinopathy, age-related macular degeneration, and glaucoma. They're trained on large sets of data and utilize deep learning techniques to identify patterns and abnormalities. While efficient, there's a need for continual human involvement to validate AI-generated diagnoses. I certainly seems to have widespread applications.
0: What about its usage in detecting and treating cancer?
2: Absolutely. Stanford University researchers have reportedly developed an AI model that outperforms dermatologists in identifying skin cancer. The AI model was trained on over 129,000 images of skin lesions and recorded an accuracy of 91% better than the average 82% recorded by a group of 21 dermatologists. Other applications include detecting breast cancer and assisting in surgical procedures. However, we once again hit the ethical roadblock, including data privacy and bias in the algorithm.
0: Surely the potential of AI doesn't stop there, right?
2: No, it doesn't. In addition to these specific applications, there's a growing interest in the use of AI assistants. The AAFP Innovation Lab has developed an AI assistant that could save doctors significant time by doing comprehensive clinical reviews and supporting value-based care. There are still challenges to overcome. Integration with electronic health records, potential additional costs, and again, eradication of biases in AI tools, but collaboration between doctors, academics, and tech companies could help chart a way forward. This
0: is indeed a futuristic outlook on healthcare. However, challenges and ethical considerations lie ahead. I'm sure our listeners are keen on keeping updated about this pertinent topic. Thank you, Chloe, for providing us with these intriguing insights into the evolution of AI in healthcare.
2: Always a pleasure, Grace. Stay tuned for more updates on this potentially game-changing technology in healthcare.
0: And we're moving on to our third story of the day, revolving around a critical health concern, respiratory syncytial virus, or RSV for short. It's a serious respiratory virus that can cause hospitalization in infants under one year of age. Joining me to discuss the current situation and what it means for our healthcare system is our specialist correspondent Ethan. Welcome Ethan.
1: Thanks, Grace. Yes, RSV has been a significant concern, particularly in El Paso. Last year, the city experienced a surge in cases of RSV, along with the flu and COVID-19, which truly pushed their healthcare system to the limit. Interestingly, this year there's been a significant decrease in RSV cases at El Paso Children's Hospital, with only 20 reported cases in October compared to 393 in October of 2022.
0: That's quite a dramatic decrease. Does that hold true across the board?
1: Not exactly. The Hospitals of Providence in El Paso has reported an increase in RSV cases compared to last year. So, it varies. This information comes from an article in El Paso Matters that stresses the importance of RSV medication in preventing a scenario they're terming a triple-demic.
0: So, is there any new strategy in handling this situation?
1: Yes, there's some encouraging news on that front. The FDA has approved the first RSV vaccines for people over 60 and pregnant individuals. The maternal RSV vaccine stimulates the creation of antibodies that can cross the placenta to provide protection to newborns during their first RSV season. Furthermore, the FDA also approved nirsvimab, a drug that gives direct monoclonal antibodies to infants born during RSV season, which reduces the risk of hospitalization.
0: That sounds promising, but are there any potential challenges here?
1: Unfortunately, yes. CNN reports that the manufacturer of nirsvamab has ceased taking orders due to exceptional demand. This limited supply has led the CDC to recommend that doctors prioritize doses for infants at highest risk, which could mean healthy infants over six months might miss out on this new protection.
0: So, there's a new shot available?
1: Yes, it's called Bayfortis, designed to give protection for about six months after a single dose but the CDC is advising doctors to stop using it for babies between 8 and 19 months who are eligible for older protective therapy. And how much does a shot like that cost? Well, that's a concern too. The shot retails for about $500 per dose and insurance reimbursement is definitely a hurdle for many pediatricians. Sanofi, the manufacturer, admitted they can't keep up with the high demand for doses primarily used for babies born before the RSV season. While the CDC has put a pause on ordering the shot, it's expected more doses will become available in weeks to come.
0: All right, Ethan. It certainly sounds like a complex situation to navigate with supply-demand issues and insurance concerns. I appreciate you joining us today to shed light on this significant issue affecting many infants and their families.
1: Thanks for having me, Grace. It's important to remember, this is a challenging time for our healthcare system and every bit of information can be helpful in understanding and dealing with it effectively.
0: That's all we have for now. Today's episode was made by Alexander King with GPT-4, GPT-3.5 Turbo, the 11 Labs Text-to-Speech API, and the Google Cloud Text-to-Speech API. I hope you have a great day. I'll see you tomorrow, Alex.